The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome. It's good to have you back again tonight. I'm really excited to have the conversation that we're going to have tonight because oftentimes people think about the coincidences that are going on in their lives, and they use that word coincidence when we venture beyond to realize that there's something a little more happening than mere coincidence. We then start to call that synchronicity. And then if we allow ourselves to think beyond synchronicity, we start to recognize that there's a pattern, a language, an actual pathway that is trying to lead us somewhere if we allow ourselves to be led. I'm really excited to bring to you a a wonderful book that reads like a novel but is definitely a true story. It is The Key of Life, A Metaphysical Investigation by Randolph Rogers. And this book is just interesting. I smiled the entire way through it because I get this. I totally understand what Randy has experienced in his life and is continuing to experience. And I'm sure many of you are, uh, and you've either cast it aside nonchalantly or you've really started to take notice that something is going on, that there are connections that keep occurring that are are just extremely oddly super coincidental, super synchronous, and really mean to lead us somewhere else. The Key of Life is a true story about who we are, why we are here, and how we are all connected. This thought-provoking book inspires readers to interpret the synchronicities in their own lives as author Randy Rogers takes you along his riveting journey investigating past lives, present events, and reincarnation. He proves that ordinary people can experience the extraordinary when they open themselves up to the possibility. So get ready to read your own signs as you start to hear about some of the experiences that Randy Rogers had in his own life. Welcome, Randy, to 1111 Talk Radio. Well, thank you for having me, Simran. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm very much about symbolism, and as someone who has been seeing symbols and signs and been led from everything uh, like the numbers of 1111 to uh, to books and people and all of that, I totally got this book right from the beginning. The messages, the synchronicities, the recurring names, all of the things that kept happening that most people pass off. Yeah. The, well, you know, and it, it's funny because, I mean, obviously you've been doing this probably even longer than me or have been into the whole metaphysical end of it and understanding the spirituality of things. But for me, this started literally 16 years ago in 1995 when these events started happening. And prior to that, I was a newsman and um, for 20 years in the news business, ended up out in Los Angeles working for NBC Nightly News. So I was this person that only looked for the truth. I had no belief system. I didn't. People always ask me, do you believe in reincarnation? I said, I didn't even know what that meant. I never even studied it or understood it or had any 
knowledge, but I had an open mind to look at things that were occurring around me, and I kept a journal of everything, and it, it ended up becoming this book. Well, and you bounced back and forth between things because having that Catholic upbringing, that very regimented, strict view on things, that was the one thing that you moved away from, oh, yeah. uh, but yet you were open. You were open to at least explore and and look at these things that were starting to show up that seemed perhaps odd to others or unbelievable to others, but you were at least willing to give them a look. Well, that was the newsman part of me. The, the Catholic part of me wanted to just shut it away, but then the other part of the newsman, I mean, I had let go of the Catholic thing a long time ago, of the, what was drilled into me and about the belief system. And so I looked at everything looking for the truth in it, and I let go of anything that wasn't. And and the more that's what I tell people when they read my book. I say, don't believe me. I don't want you to believe me. I don't want you to believe anyone. I want you to go out and examine the details of your own life, and you'll start to see what the truth is. Well, the first key that I got as I started to read the book and in looking at, you know, how many movie sets you've been on, how many celebrities you've worked with, how many TV shows, how many of the the, the different movies and television shows that we all know and have loved in our own lives you have worked on. Yeah, over 500. Yes, and as your story began to unfold, I thought, wow, isn't it amazing how life shows us beforehand what we need to see because you were creating storylines actors that would reinvent themselves in character after character, and that's what you were discovering in your own life and discovering about reincarnation. Oh, yeah. Well, it was a really big eye-opener for me as to when I when I finally put this all together and figured out what exactly was going on, uh, it, it changed everything in my life. My life hasn't ever been the same since then. I've, I've gone down a completely different path, and... Uh, and you just have to move that way. There's nothing, that's the way your life was destined to go. And I started to see a destiny. People ask that all the time. Well, is, do we have uh, free will or, is, there, or is, is it everything fate? And I said, well, we have what we created is I, I like to call the illusion of free will. And it, we, it's the most perfect illusion. We create it to look like we're having these big decisions to make. But embedded in us is this script. And we're here playing this role. And I'm playing Randy Rogers. You're playing Simran Singh, and, and those are the characters we're embedded in, but that's not who we really are. And once you realize that, the whole game changes. It really does, and one very crucial part that is the link throughout the whole story is a woman by the name of Kathy Lynch. And, and what a lot of people are going to like about this book, um, aside from being amazed that it's a true story, is it has the relationship aspect in it. It has the, the twin souls or the soulmate mm-hmm. aspect in it. It has you know, the different pieces, the magic and the mysticism. So people really get a lot, and you're drawn in right away. And Kathy Lynch was someone that you knew in childhood that 23 years later, all of a sudden, you had a sense that she had just passed away. Right. Yeah, that's how the story starts out. I was in my new house that I had just built, and I mean, literally unpacking and up in my office, and I had a uh, these feelings come waving through me as I was watching the sunset that this girl I had gone to grade school with had passed away. And, and being the newsman, I always trusted those inner feelings. So I picked up the phone and called my mom and, and started asking my mom and dad about her, but I didn't tell them I was having premonitions or dreams. And so I let it go. for I kept searching for her over a year and to really abbreviate it up. But when I found her a year later, she had passed away and from what I was working on. And, which was an ovarian and breast and ovarian cancer video, and she had passed away from ovarian cancer. And that yeah, and, that and synchronicity of knowing, I could feel her coming through to me and talking to me, and I and the things she was telling me all proved to be true as I went down the path exploring what happened to her. 
And that's what's fascinating about the story because it keeps linking back to certain elements. The, the element of cancer, ovarian and breast cancer, keeps coming up because you were working on a documentary at that time. You kept mm-hmm. meeting people that had experienced it or were experiencing it at the time. There were names that kept reappearing. Um, oh, yeah, the names. I'm glad you noticed that. Some people don't miss that part, but um, you didn't and my editor didn't. He wanted me to change the names, and those are all the real names. And you're going to see the same name repeated, same first name. You'll see several Nancys. You'll see a lot of Donnas. You'll see that Susans in there. All these things, and they were parts of the key to show you you were on your path. And that's just it. I think if we if we allow ourselves to be truly aware of what's going on around us, we do see these repetitions that are occurring. And I, I know that uh, someone I met many years ago said, you know, if you if you see it or hear it once, you can kind of pass by it. If it comes through a second time, something's trying to get your attention. And if it comes through three or more mm-hmm. times, that's the universe trying to hit you over the head to say, hey, are you listening? Yeah. Well, I tell people, you know, this isn't something new to us. We've had this ability since we were, from the time we were first on Earth, and as indigenous people and tribes, we were really tuned into it. We walked through the forest and around us and looked at every leaf, tree, plant, everything that moved, and we knew how to navigate and how to, what was going to happen, and, and we could read everything. And then as we became quote-unquote civilized, we shed all that. We let it load, although the signs are even more prominent now because they're literally printed on buses and license plate bumper stickers, newspapers. They're surrounding you every day, trying to, they're screaming out at you, look at this, this is the way to turn, this is the thing to go to. And, and we're, we're, most people are just have blinders on and they're plowing ahead through life and missing it. That's just it, and, and I want to go back to what you just said because it is written on everything now you know books would jump out at you um numbers jump out at me constantly you know things like that and it's it's a matter of us saying okay this is what my eye has affixed to this is a book that someone's bringing to me this is the song that i'm hearing on the radio all of these things are here to guide me either with an issue that i'm going through right now or to take me to a place that i need to start exploring because my attention is completely gone in the wrong direction and if if we allow ourselves to open to that, then all of a sudden life becomes this magical adventure, this amazing movie adventure. Then, Well, we created the movie. You know, I mean, you're the star of the movie, and the, the markers, these synchronicities, I call them, they are the markers we put on the stage of life that we created, and we put them there to make ourselves feel good that we are hitting the marks in our life. When you see these things happening all around us, you are in the zone. You are right on cue, and you're hitting your marks on the stage. And you should be really feeling good when you can look back and see those things. And usually they're, they're right there happening, and they're a look back. They're showing you that everywhere and every step you went along the way was meant to be, and you're, you're right on cue and, and performing on, uh, in, a, in a great great play that you wrote. Well, what was really interesting was uh, as you were going through your story, one of the first books that you were introduced to was The Celestine Prophecy, which was a book that I was introduced to. Mm-hmm. And James Redfield talks about the various stages that people go through as they start to unfold. And that's what you started to experience. It was the awareness and then the sensory perception and the different stages that an individual goes through. And then the second book that you were led to that was impactful was Many Lives, Many Masters. And that talks a lot about reincarnation. So I thought that was really powerful that those were the books you were led to, and they were so profoundly important for the steps you were to take. 
Yeah, that's well. That when you read the book, you see, and and you'll notice that I put in the dates and times and things that occurred. So you would understand that I was having these events and these effects and things happening to me, and I was recognizing them and writing them down. And then I would have the book handed to me, which would would lay out exactly what I had already just experienced and said. So it wasn't the reverse. It wasn't that I read it in the book and then created it. It was. It was created before the book came into my being, and, and even the knowledge of any of these of Redfield's uh, prophecies, and, and and it was just staggering to me that I was having these events happen exactly the way they were playing out in other people's books. Yes, it was almost as if it was a confirmation. It was, of oh, it was what yeah. you were of what you were experiencing and telling you to go further. That whatever you have experienced or were thinking uh, in, in your mind, that here was that confirmation to say yes, continue forward. Sure. And I know we're coming up on the breaks, but when we come back, we can talk about the uh, uh, where it led me. And it led me to a Russian acupuncture, uh, a Russian acupuncturist that put some needles in me, and that's when the story really takes off. <laughs> and the story does really take off. The book is the key of life, and it's a true story about who we are, why we're here, and how we're all connected. This amazing story really does help to illustrate how the symbols come together, the messages come together to help lead an individual any any individual, whether uh, they're ordinary or whether they consider themselves special, any individual has in their life as coincidence, synchronicity, or just the dialogue that the universe is waiting to happen with us. The author is Randolph Rogers, and I invite you to visit his website, which is RandolphRogers.com. On the site, you can find out about some upcoming events that he's having, uh, something actually in his hometown this weekend, uh, if you're around that area, at VOMA, the uh, venue of emergency. Arts. We will be right back with Randolph Rogers and the key of Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Hi, this is Randall Libero, host of Spirit of Film Conversations. I hope you'll join me each week as I explore how movies and media are changing the way we think, live, relate, and dream. My program showcases today's independent and visionary filmmakers and their personal and artistic journey to bring their vision to the big screen, television, DVD, or streaming video on the Internet. We also cover subjects on new media and the Internet, tech news and developments in digital production, and about the groundbreaking ways people all over the world are creating a brighter future using the tools of streaming video, social media, and portable devices. So I hope you'll join me every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern 
Also check out my website at spiritoffilm.net to find out more about the show and my guests each week. And thanks for listening to 7th Wave and Being the Change. The new home for visionary positive change. 7th Wave Network. Listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Once upon a dimension, many, many dimensions ago, we were as one spirit. Before there was time, before there was space, an energy existed that was part of all of us. In order to grow, the spirit gave of itself in a tremendous burst of energy, creating more dimensions, the beginning of time, the beginning of space. All of the energy that was given from the one spirit became many smaller spirits, existing on a level above the physical dimensions, but in the same space and time. This is a journal entry that flowed through the mind of Randolph Rogers just after he had awakened that came out, and it could be considered a channeling. It could be considered tapping into the greater mind and knowing that existed, or perhaps it was a message from a past life or another spirit that was around him. Randy, um, there are just some amazing, uh, whether you want to call them channelings or messages that come through here that I thought were really, really beautiful. And many of the images that you experienced when you did some of what's called past life regression with an acupuncturist were amazingly clear. And I want you to talk a little bit about that, that experience of uh, finding an acupuncturist um, that did past life regressions because not all acupuncturists do that. And how you went into that, what were you, did you have any level of expectation or were you so surrendered that that's part of the reason that things flowed through? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I was, you know, I never explored that part of me, my mind or anything. I'd never been to a psychiatrist, a psychologist, or anything like this. And, and I was at lunch with a fr- couple friends, and this woman started talking to me about a Russian acupuncturist that could put some needles in you, and you'll have a past life regression. And I'm like, what the heck is a past life regression? And she started explaining it to me, and I just immediately, the newsman in me comes up, and, although that's too, you know, far out there. And, I, yeah, yeah, I'll call you about that. Well, then that weekend, a series of synchronicities occurred pointing me in the direction to go see this woman. So as soon as I got back into Los Angeles, um, you know, and they were all synchronicities pointing that I should call her, that a series of other synchronicities occurred, and I found myself in this woman's office, in this Lucy Postoloff's office, and, and um, pretty soon she had uh, four needles in me, and, and it was the, and I, I knew nothing. I just listened. I was one of these, that's what was great about it, and I understand why I did it so well. I was a newsman, and all I knew how to do was keep my mouth shut, and keep track of what was going on in front of me. Just gather the information and, and try to interpret it later. Don't ask too many questions. You, you just had to let it flow, and it, it turned on like a faucet and just flowed through me so fast, and pretty soon I was telling Lucy who I was, who she was, and how we were connected in the past. And then yeah, proving I mean, it was like, that was it the was fun like part. <laughs> you were recording and filming something. You were there for research, and, and it showed up for you. And, and some of what came out was uh, many past life experiences, um, being sisters, twin sisters with Kathy, right. um, finding yourself as the Pharaoh and, and connecting with Lucy as Nefertiti, so many amazing events. And a lot of people 
that have experience, let's say a psychic or a past life regressionist or something, they will come back out and they'll say, uh, I was this famous person or, I was, or you were this royalty mm-hmm. or this, that, and the other. And so, so many people that are skeptical might say, well, how could everyone have been royalty or how, how oh, come you were question. that person? You know, so what do you say to the skeptics that might say that particular uh, a comment, or how do we get around? Um, no, that's that's the biggest that hang-up everyone has, and it, and yeah. I've got it. I, I believe me, I've studied and researched and understand how this all works. And when you understand how time works, and 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 people get hung up on that. Well, how can this woman say she was, um, uh, you know, Amelia Earhart, and then five other people wrote books saying they were Amelia Earhart? They all could have been Amelia Earhart. Well, actually, yes, they could, and you could have been Amelia Earhart, and so could have I experienced the character because the character is still out there on the timeline. The timeline, we move past it. And we're, you and I are in the moment right now. And Eckhart Tolle wrote a great book about that called The Power of Now. And that's why living in that moment is so important because that's all we have here. We, don't, we can't go back in the past. We can't go forward in the future. We have to live moment to moment. But the minute you step off the timeline, in going into a regression session, going to sleep at night, when you pass away, you're over on that other side. And, and that's off the timeline, and, and everything is open to you again. You can look forward or backward, and the characters are all laid out there. Everyone, and they're still being played. There's a continuous role playing. I mean, Amelia Earhart's still flying over the Atlantic. She's still, you know, I mean, everything is happening. Lincoln's giving the Gettysburg Address. Washington's crossing the Delaware. All those events are still occurring on another timeline out there. It's just our timeline. That event is past. So, yes, there, the, the spirits, we all go in and immerse ourselves in what role we want to experience. And there's way more than one of us that have been Amelia Earhart. So don't, don't get hung up. I tell people, don't get hung up on the character, and especially the character you're playing right now. Look, look past that character in the mirror in the morning and understand who you really are. And I've got a great story I can tell you about that and share it in a minute. I didn't know if you had something else you wanted to ask about this. Though. I just want to say it's a great big costume party, and we should just all have a good time. <laughs> oh, it is. And, and I'll tell you, the story that I have to tell you about how, how this came to be and how I really got a solid understanding all had to do with synchronicity and, and moments in my own time. And when my book came out, I ran up um, to do a, I was going to do a workshop, or not workshop, but a, a book talk up at the Mystic Journey bookstore in Venice. And that day, some major event happened to me. So I was looking for these synchronicities to, to show that I was on my path because they always occur. And nothing had happened. And 7 o'clock in the evening, I run into the store, and it's the last minute. I get in there. It's, it's the 23rd of December. And it, the sh- this talk wasn't supposed to occur on the 23rd. It was supposed to occur two weeks earlier. But on that day, the store flooded, and they had to call and cancel it. And I didn't get upset. I just moved. And then on Monday when I called, they rescheduled to the 23rd, and I knew perfect. And you know from reading the book, 23, you talk about your 11-11. Well, for me, it was 23 happening all the time. And that was Kathy's birthday. So I knew something important was going to happen that day, and of course something did. So now I'm in the store, and two women show up for the talk. And one other psychic reader was there, and he had ran off somewhere. He said he wanted to hear my talk, and then he comes back with this gray-haired older guy. And, Mandy, I just I chased this guy down the street. I had just done a reading for him, and I thought he should hear your talk. And he reaches out his hand and says, here, I want to introduce you. Randy, this is George Lazenby. And I reach across, and I'm shaking George Lazenby's hand, and I'm, I'm shaking. I'm so nervous, and I tell your readers in a second who he is, those that don't know. And I said, oh, my God, George, George, you being here in front of me, it's like Jesus Christ appearing in front of me. I said, that's how important this is. I said, you have no idea what's happened today. And I'm looking at my watch, and I, and I said, you know, 40 years ago on this very night, back in 1969, I was a 16-year-old kid in a snowstorm up on a stepladder in my hometown of Johnstown, Pennsylvania. 
and my first job at the State Theater, and I was changing the marquee to read, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, George Lazenby as James Bond. Mm. And I said, and you were my favorite James Bond. And I immediately recognized him as he's a 70-year-old you know, man who would play James Bond once in this movie, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. And it was my favorite James Bond movie. I had carried it with me all those years. I had watched it hundreds of times. And I said, and you were my favorite James Bond. I said, and, his, and I said, the reason was that story was just the perfect James Bond story. And I said, it's the only one where James Bond fell in love and got married to Diana Riggs' character in the movie. And it was just the most romantic movie you could imagine. And I always envisioned my own life gone that way. And I said, you don't know this, but I said, less than an hour ago, I stopped at the jewelry store with my girlfriend who's been bugging me for 10 years now to get married. And I kept on, I don't want to get married again. But finally, I just let go, like I'm always telling people, sometimes you have to just let go of things. And I said, and you show up. I said, so there's the marker. I always talk about these markers showing up. And you show up on the night, the day that I buy this engagement ring, this diamond. And I said, this is just unbelievable, and I really want to use you in my talk tonight. So he sat down, and, we, and this is where you're going to understand. Everyone out there is going to understand who we are and how we play these roles. But I said, when I say the name James Bond, what comes to mind? And everybody in the group, they started, you know, he's 007. He has a license to kill. He carries his gun with him all the time and has all these hot women all around him, all everywhere he goes. And, and he's always saving the world from these madmen, and that's the iconic character, James Bond. And if you went to a movie and you saw James Bond was like a, you know, a, a, a florist or something, you would, you, you'd want your money back because you want to see James Bond the spy. But that's the character. But then I said to, to George, I said, well, George, how many people have played James Bond? And we started to name him. You had Roger Moore and, and um, Sean Connery, of course, and Timothy Dalton and Daniel Craig's playing him now. And I said, and George, you've played him. I said, but let me ask you the most important question here tonight, George, and that's this. I said, George, are you James Bond? And he looked up at me and he started laughing. He said, you know, I'm not James Bond. He goes, I played him once. And I said, well, I'm not Randy Rogers. I played him once. <laughs> You're not Simran Singh. You're playing her once. And when you can look in that mirror in the morning, look past the character you're playing, get over that hang-up you have on, this is me, that's not you. Really know who you are. Things in your life, will you'll really be able to put a lot more into the character you're playing. And I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges in most people's life. We get so caught up in our identity right. that we miss everything else because we're locked into what that is and that control of that identity also brings about that identity's fears and that identity's hang-ups and that identity's uh, blocks. And because we are so attached to that identity, we hang into all that stuff, too. And we limit that amazing magic that you've been able to experience through your story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's magic. I mean, once you let go of that, the fear, there's, nothing's going to happen to you. You lose, first of all, when I, this story happened with me, the first fear I lost was fear of dying. Because the first thing I realized is we don't die, you know. So what's there to worry about? Go out and give everything you've got. There is nothing going to happen to you. You'll be back to play another role. I don't care if a truck runs over you right now. That's not you. It's just a character. The energy force is who you are. And once you have a good grasp on that, the world is your limit. You can't, anything you want to do, you can do out there. So how did you get to that place of trusting, though? Because, you know, the doubt always creeps in for people. Well, no, nah, this has to be coincidence. Or they buy into the people around them, their doubt. You had Susan, who was your wife at the yeah. time, and, and she was the skeptic of all skeptics with everything that you were dealing with. So how did you let yourself trust and continue your path so that you were not wavered from this? Well, that, I, well again, that's... 
the hardest thing. I mean, that requires a faith in yourself, and that requires, uh, with me, I was one of those type of people that when somebody told me I couldn't do something, I worked ten times as hard to show them I, I could. You know, that it would happen. And I don't know how many people told me, oh, you'll never make it to the network or you'll never do that. But I, I told people in 1972 that I was going to work for NBC Nightly News and I'd be up in the front. And, they, of course, they laughed back then. And, they, and where did I end up? Working at Nightly News with Tom Brokaw doing the tonight, Nightly News show and the Today Show and all those shows. And, and so it's, you can forecast your own future. You can look ahead. And, and it's all about knowing. It's not about wanting. That's the other thing I tell people is that you know inside you what you are and who you are and what you can do, and follow that. You know, It's a gut feeling. It's, it's something that's deep. It, it won't ever go away from you. And so once you have that, you're, you're good to go. <laughs> Absolutely. I am with Randolph Rogers, the author of The Key of Life, A Metaphysical Investigation. This book reads like a novel that you don't want to put down, but it is a true story, which is more fascinating. You'll be able to identify with it. You'll be able to start looking at your own life and saying, where are these synchronicities showing up for me? I'd love to read you a passage from Kathy that came through, which I think brings together exactly what we all are. As a ball of fibrous matter might be immersed in liquid matter, saturated with it and completely surrounded by it, so the physical globe is in interpenetrated and enveloped by the matter of the astral world. The astral world then is not remote but is here in the midst of us, about us, through us, and beyond us. Like a sponge in water, she would be the water, and that's what she told me. This is from The Key of Life, A Metaphysical Investigation, Randolph Rogers. You can find out more about him at RandolphRogers.com. We'll be right back. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Before we get back to our guest, Randolph Rogers, I'd like to welcome you to go to Barnes & Noble and pick up the next issue of 1111 Magazine. It kind of follows the trail of this conversation with some interviews, uh, particularly with James Van Prague, as we talk about 
speaking with people that have passed on and some of the wonderful messages of love that come, particularly from children that have passed on. It's a very intriguing article. Also, a wonderful article on Dan Millman and a lot of amazing submissions from people all over the world that are bringing beautiful work to the uh, areas of conscious living, positivity, and motivation. My guest today is Randolph Rogers, and he is the author of The Key of Life, a metaphysical investigation. One of the journal entries that came through him one evening is as follows. It may be hard to understand how more than one object can occupy the same space, but you have to free your mind of this dimension and imagine many levels layered over each other. It is the same as how many radio waves fill the air, but only hearing the one your tuner is set for. So many things are misunderstood in this world. We search too hard for answers when they're right in front of us. We're looking in space for other life, but the search should be here in our own dimension. We only need to build a receiver to search these other wavelengths and see these other worlds. And that's just it, Randy. It's, it's about attuning ourselves. It's about being open, reaching the other wavelengths, and allowing the synchronicities and messages to actually come into our experience because they're right here already. Oh yeah, it's all it's here and it's easily accessible and 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 as you know and as my book came out, everybody of course the first thing when they read the book is they want to come and meet Lucy and go do a past life regression with her and that's not feasible for most people to fly to L.A. and it's very expensive and so I sought out the best hypnotherapist I could find, which was Dick Sutphin, and he had written over twenty books on the subject and been doing it since the seventies. So I went and trained under him and got certified as a hypnotherapist. And so after 40 years in, as a photographer and a director of photography, people are always saying, now you're a hypnotherapist. And I, I always tell them it's all imaging. And, in fact, this imaging is more powerful than anything I could shoot with a camera. And once I take you there and you get to see it yourself, you're, you will ne- your life changes. You, you understand that this other world is really where we reside and these dimensions are all open to us to exploring them and uh, and it's a very healing process, too. Things that are going on in your life uh, right now are, are tied to events that occurred in your past lives. And you, these things all intermesh. And when you start to sort them out, you can really sort through a lot of the issues you're having in this life, especially with relationships and, and illnesses. Yes, you were able to go back and really appreciate um, two marriages that had occurred and moved on and understood that they were just there for the period of time that they were meant to be. And, and they, were, they were kind of like turning points or a crossroads to help direct you in a different direction. So oftentimes the people we meet or the experiences we have, whether it's health issues or relationship issues or any type of crisis, is really to, to change our direction. Right. It's all, it's all a karmic lesson we brought on ourselves. It's not something someone's doing to you. It's something you're doing to yourself. You're challenging yourself. You came, and, and now people say, well, what's the point of all this, this life? And it's for us to attain this spiritual growth. Remember, I said we're all part of this spirit, this being. You want to call it God, you can label it anything you want, but it's us. It's, it's one, we're one on the other side, and we fragment it into all these souls because that's how God grows. That's how the spirit in us grows. Each one of these spirits is attaining a different um, learning experience here. And it can, whatever the lesson is, it's a multitude and it's infinite. You know? and so, so we grow as that universal spirit when we combine back on the other side. But it takes individual stories like this to, to, to get that growth. 
Can you name specifically, Randy, how these experiences have changed you? Do you do anything differently in life now? Do you have a certain practice now that you utilize? What what truly changed about the identity, Randolph Rogers? Well, a, a lot of things. First of all, I don't get upset when change happens. That's the biggest thing. And I mean, because everybody has something set in their day, and they start out, and you think it's going to go a certain way, and when you get to a thing and it doesn't go, usually your first reaction is to either get upset or throw, you know, or, or fight to get through there. But if I see that I'm not getting there anymore, I immediately turn left or go the direction that's it's forcing me, rather than fight it, because it just, you're just slowing yourself down, and you're going to end up in the same place anyway. So the minute you let go and go to the new direction, everything continues on a smooth path. And that's the biggest thing out there for people right now because change is imminent, is happening with everyone. And it's major change across your jobs, your health, your life, your relationships. Those are going on right now with the economy changing. But we created this play, and it's a big drama that we've started up right now. So go with, with the changes, and you'll, you'll see a big uh, shift happen the minute you let go of that. Absolutely, and everything really is spiritual in nature. It, it boils down to our spirituality and the connection that we're willing to have with ourselves and truly knowing our expansiveness. So what did you do or what would you advise listeners to do as they are moving along this spiritual path, this path of change, with the people in their lives that are kind of looking at them like they're crazy or not quite understanding what's going on or getting too worried or stepping away from them because they don't want to be associated. How did you handle it, and how would you advise others to work with that issue? Well, I never really changed my character because you're still playing the same role of who you are. But the people will start to view you differently in a good light. They'll start to notice a calmness about you, a more, more clarity of the way you think. And, that, and the other thing you, uh, with doing this and letting go of it and going with the changes is the second thing that, I would, uh, that I've done is don't let yourself get dragged into the drama that wants to unfold and drag you in. You, remember, you created the drama, so you're going to have these people come right up in your face and start up on you. And how you respond to that, that's the, how you're dealing with your karmic lesson. And the old you would have wanted to jump right in and start the fight with it. Instead, if you release and let go of the fight and, and look at it and approach it in a different way, knowing that you're above this whole fray, that you're just an actor in this, it shifts everything. It, dis, it dissolves the drama, first of all. It will diffuse the fight almost immediately. And then you can clearly come to a resolution on whatever it is that's, that's happening in front of you. I, and the true lesson really is it's not what the situation is, it's how we handle the situation. And that is the stepping stone or the staircase to increasing vibration. Yeah. Not meaning that we're better than anyone else, but that we're in a different mindset, heart set, uh, belief set, action set in our lives, that the people that are not resonating at the same place, they will either start to vibrate the same way or they will fall out, fall of, our away. Lives, yeah, out they'll, of our lives like either, Susan did. They're either with you or they'll just be, be not part of it anymore. And, and in my case, you know, I, when you look back over your life, like I said, you know, I was married uh, twice now, and that was the, the shift at those points. I, they were there to bring you to this point, and then, and then they pushed you. They pushed you away from them. My first wife did that. And we're friends today now, and we reconnected recently a year ago, and she, uh, you know, found out about me in the book and, and everything. And, and I mean, when I had the first meeting with her, I talked to Judy about it, and I just, 
and I know at the time it was devastating that she didn't want to be married anymore and she wanted to go off. But I can't thank her enough now for pushing me because she pushed me down my life's path, the direction I was supposed to go. Exactly. None of this may have happened had, no. had you stayed in the situation that you were in. And everyone's got to look at that in their life. And I know it's hard to let go, but nothing's permanent. This is a play. And nobody cry. you know, everybody, when you're watching a real play, when the character has to leave the play, it's over. And it's not, it's not the end of the world. They'll be back in another role. And that's the way you've got to view it, and especially about death. I mean, I have a whole different outlook on that. I experienced that with my mom last year, putting her through hospice, and it was beautiful. It was like being there for a birth. We should rejoice in the same way on them exiting the stage. And that's what it is, I mean, because they're going on to the next role. And I think that that's probably where the biggest shift is going to be happening for people, especially as we move towards uh, 2012, the golden age, all of these uh, things that people are talking about that we're moving toward. It's really letting go of the belief systems that may have chained us and kept us from being as expansive and as open as we can be, allowing us to see that there's something a lot more going on than a person working in their daily grind and coming home and staying stuck in a certain situation. Yeah, yeah, you don't, you, belief systems, I just, I discarded that. It's always searching for the truth. And, um, I, 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 that great, I wrote a little quick thing that I, a story about that, uh, Krishnamurti, who was a great, uh, spiritual leader back in the 1900s. He didn't want to be followed, but he gave this great parable about, and it was a story that was really cool. It was, uh, the devil and his friend were walking down the road one day and they saw a man up ahead of him on the roadway, bend over, pick something up, examine it, and then stick it in his pocket. And the friend said to the devil, what was that the man stuck in his pocket? And the devil said, oh, that was a piece of the truth. And the friend said to the devil, well, that's not very good for you then. And the devil said, oh, no, not at all. I'm going to help him organize it. And that speaks volumes to whenever you go. People, I know people are wrapped around the church and and the belief system. That's what it is. It's somebody trying to organize you and tell you. And really, the truth lies within each one of us. So I always tell people, don't believe me. Go out and search for the truth in your own life and, and find out what that is. And then you'll find out you'll pretty soon all these belief systems will just fall away from you, and you'll know that the truth is within you. That's just it. And, and another way to measure that is if what you're hearing makes you feel good, then it is probably good for you. If what you're hearing does not make you feel good, that part you might need to leave alone. And I, I don't think it means that anyone has to abandon where they are, right. but maybe reevaluate if you want to take in everything about where you are. Exactly. Find that string of truth that goes throughout everything. And there is. There's this one line of truth that goes through every spiritual tradition, that goes through uh, every time period. And those are the pieces that we have to look out for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tell people that, you know, you don't have to leave your church or your, but I said what will happen is the shift will occur within you where you'll realize what's really important is right within you and, and all those things become, and, you know, something you don't need anymore because everything you're doing, it, you're, you're going to find all the answers within you. That's what happens when you go under hypnosis. When I put you under and you get there, everything's coming from within. And another passage from The Key of Life uh, by Randolph Rogers. Just as we are all part of one original spirit, we all are individually part of each other. And just like a puzzle is made up of many pieces, so is the life force that exists in this time and space. Imagine those many pieces, and within each piece, another cut in the same shape as the original. This is the best way to describe the spirit that is closest to each of us. 
We are all interconnected to become as one, but the pieces that join to form one are soulmates. This puzzle is larger than you can ever imagine, and when you spread it out over many dimensions, time becomes irrelevant in our quest to grow back into one energy, one spirit, in one dimension, and no time. The book is The Key of Life, A Metaphysical Investigation. The author is Randolph Rogers, and you can connect with him at RandolphRogers.com. He's got his events listed there. You can also connect to him to have your own past life regression and find out more about this wonderful novel that will help you start to see the patterns emerging in your own life. We'll be right back with Randolph Rogers. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. The Key of Life is a true story about who we are, why we are here, and how we are all connected. This thought-provoking book inspires readers to interpret the synchronicities in their own lives as author Randy Rogers takes you along on his riveting journey investigating past lives, present events, and reincarnation. In the process, he proves that ordinary people can experience the extraordinary when they open themselves up to the possibilities. This book is read like a novel, but will definitely show you how you can start to pull out the amazing synchronicities in your own life and weave a beautiful story that you were here to create. Find the script that is actually going on and release the connection to the identity that we so often hang on to. It's important to understand that we're here to play many roles many times and we have access to great knowledge if we would just let ourselves open to it. So Randy, with all of this, uh, I know that you're still continuing the past life regressions and exploring more. One thing I want people to understand or at least get your view on is it really isn't about who we might have been in a past life necessarily or or even being so focused on discovering that as it is perhaps letting go of such a hold of the identity that we have now. 
Yeah, and well, and also the 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 things that we've experienced in past lives, and and what there are two types of karma. I always tell people that whenever we get into this, because everything's based on a karmic lesson that we're inflicting on ourselves. And there's the one karma that just keeps hitting you over the head, lifetime after lifetime. It's the same thing. You keep experiencing it. And then there's the flip side karma, I call it, where you did something in one lifetime, and now you want to experience the exact opposite of it, where you were a powerful warrior-type person. I've had many of those where somebody's literally in, on the battlefield killing someone, they're looking into their eyes as they're doing it, and they're seeing this fear and helplessness. And now in this life, they're completely weakened and de- debilitated with the disease, and, and they're playing the opposite role of that weakened, helpless person so that they can experience it. That's what our spirit's about, experiencing everything. You know, so when you did this and you created this result, now you've got to see what that result was and, and play it as part of your karmic lesson. And, and it's all about the challenge that you... I have a friend that's an, an actress out here, Jerry Jewell, and she's been in uh, The Facts of Life and on uh, uh, Deadwood, and she's a great actress. She has cerebral palsy. She's a spirit that came in to play the role of a cerebral palsy person in this lifetime. Talk about a strong spirit. Imagine that. You know that coming into this life that you're going to have to play someone with this disease your entire life, and it's a struggle. And yet she's the mo- when you meet her, you just feel the energy flowing out of her. She's the most positive, upbeat person and just constantly out there challenging herself to do, do, go beyond what this disease is limiting her to. Well, and I think that will help to take people a step further in how they view things because so often, you know, we, we come across the victims and the villains that are yeah. in life and we don't know what to do with them and, and we tend to internalize the anger and the frustration or the sadness uh, or the revenge that we want to uh, mm-hmm. have enacted. But in actuality, they're playing a role. They came here for a specific purpose and that role of theirs might have been to unearth something within us, perhaps deeper love, forgiveness, compassion, or some cause that we can now participate or begin in our own lifetime. So it allows a much broader perspective than just the blame and shame game that so many people get caught up in. Well, that's, you're speaking to the uh, role of judgment, and that's what I tell people. Don't judge any of the characters on the timeline. That's the first thing I tell them is, I don't care from Mother Teresa to Osama bin Laden and every character in between, from the good to the, what we want to call the evil. There is no evil. There is no good. It's just the characters we create on the timeline. And we created them all with an express intent to challenge us in different areas. So don't judge what's going on with them. And I have great stories to tell about that, which we probably don't have time to go into. But they were in dealing with past life regressions where people immediately want to judge you for something you've done. But remember, you have the script in you, and you're playing the role, and, and you have to play that role. And when you understand why you did the things you did and why those roles were, were dealt out, then it makes perfect sense. But that's why you shouldn't judge anyone, because you're just, they're just here playing the role we put them in to challenge us. And that was, that's the case with everything that people want to call evil. There's no evil. It's only challenges put on, into our life. There's always love that comes out of it. Even when you look at World War II and you look at all the stories of love and compassion that went on there with the, the concentration camps and the survivors and people struggling, and, and that it was all about how we react to the drama in front of us. There is nobody dying. Whenever the uh, earthquake happened in Haiti, it was all about our response to that. How we responded to that. These, no one really died. They just went on to the next role. They played the extras. 
I mean, we're all playing the star of the role, and we're also playing the extra when we or the um, supporting actor. When I'm at supporting or working with you, then I'm playing supporting actor and you, actress. You're the main actress of the movie, and because it's a movie about your life, and it's a movie about my life. Every movie out there is a separate movie, yet they all connect together to form the things, uh, the the entire play of the world. So at any one point, we're playing both roles, actor, uh, main actor and supporting actor. Most definitely. I'd like to go back to one point, and that is that karma is not a punishment. No. It is like a set of parameters. It is like the, the, the things that we've put into place just so that we experience those things or we clear those things from our life experience based on what we've experienced in the past and, and need to work through still. Because many people, when they hear that word karma, they automatically think, oh, this bad action happened, I'm now being punished, or, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is yeah. something that someone does, they're going to get their karma around it. But it's, it's a self-inflicted. It's not something that's doled out by yeah. someone else. It's not doled out. And, you, and then if you really recognize it, when you have something that keeps happening to you over and over and over again, that's because you're not react. You're changed the way you're reacting to it, and you'll see that karmic wave dissipate and disappear. But it's going to keep washing over you and washing over you. You know, why do I keep meeting this same type of a girl or this same type of a guy or this same event keep happening to me? Well, change the way you're reacting to it and, and uh, quit fighting it for one thing, and, and you really will change. That, that wave will stop washing over you because now you learned your karmic lesson you're moving on. So I know that life has really changed for you. Um, yeah. Were you at all uh, worried about writing your personal experience in a book form? Were you concerned at all about how people would view it? Or did you know that this was part of this path that you were so often told to be focused upon? And now, you know, when I wrote it and my, my mom read the first, you know, when I finished the manuscript and I gave it to my mom years ago and uh, she started, re- you know, reading it, she said, the first thing, well, you really opened yourself up and laid it out there for this. And I said, but you can't tell the truth. This is about the truth. And I only, when I speak the truth, I'm not trying to paint a picture of myself to make myself look good or anything. This is the facts, purely the way I see and, and, and viewed the events occurring. So I don't care what anyone thinks about me or what, uh, how they view it. Again, there shouldn't be any judgment. There should only be understanding the lessons that I learned here. And, and the same thing in your own life. When you, when you read my story and you start to reply the same things to your own life, that's what happens, by the way. Is people read the book and they call me up and the first thing they say, this is starting to happen to me. Well, no, it's not starting to happen to you. It's been happening to you. You've just taken off the, the blindfold now and they're now seeing the truth of what, what's going on in your own life. And so it's, it's really great because there are all these great letters about uh, what they're learning from, from just reading what I went through and how I figured it out. So, so I don't know. I didn't have any concerns about it. I really I didn't care what uh, one way or the other. I wanted it to be the truth. And, and you know, that's really responded. Sure, you're going to get a few people that will say something judgmental about you, but it's rare. Most people read it and understand that inside of that truth is a big lesson to learn. Uh, and many people, when they first get going on recognizing the symbols, uh, sometimes people kind of go a little overboard on that. Mm-hmm. They start looking for them in all kinds of things. Yeah. How how do we guide people to know not to let this all of a sudden become their obsession right. in their life either? Especially the numbers, because the num- numbers are everywhere, and they'll drive you crazy. And I know the show's 11-11, and you do see, and I see 23s everywhere. But I, I see them, I acknowledge them, but I don't just start following that, you know, this, that, thinking something's going to happen. They're just there 
but take the, the uh, synchronicities for what they are. They're a marker to make you feel good and let it go. Now, again, if, if certain, uh, a series of them really slam you over the head in some direction, yeah, you might take a look at what's happening there, but don't get immersed in the synchronicities. They're just markers you put on the stage to make you feel good. And, yes, they're going to flood you at times when you're really in that zone of where you're supposed to be. But, again, don't become obsessed with it. And, and me, I started to, you know, I started to look at these throughout my story, wondering when is this going to happen, and I knew certain events that this... Um, certain symbols, the, the harp had something to do with it. And, but then I knew at some point they'd reveal themselves, and they always do. And remember, time is only apparent to us. I mean, it might seem like five years past or ten, but all of this has already happened and over with on the other side. I mean, there is no time over there, so everything we're experiencing right now is already done. So Absolutely. don't get hung up on the fact that it took five years to figure out what that sign meant. It will. Actually, look, that, look at the James Bond so thing. It took 40 years till it showed up in my life. <laughs> and that is just the whole point. Don't get caught up in the in the markers, but recognize that they're there and allow. And they them will to be appear when they need force. to, and you'll then it will wash over you, and you'll feel good. Yes, and allow them to guide you. My guest has been Randolph Rogers. You can connect to him at RandolphRogers.com. The book is The Key to Life. I uh, urge you to go out and have a good read. This is one of those books that will give you the metaphysical side, the consciousness side, but it's a great story. Until next week, I'm Simran Singh. Be well. Thank you, Randolph. It was great having you on the show. Thank Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice. With 1111 Top Radio, please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.